What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dropping Bars. And today I have with me Mr. Barry Colimo, the managing director of Monk Cinnamon Beach Resort. Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on your recent acquisition of, of Monk Cinnamon. And, uh, and Barry Colimo, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kimran. Nice to see you, and um, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely, happy to have you here. And um, just as we as we get started, I mean, I, I know who you are. I, I I know a bit about you, but for the people that are viewing, can you tell us uh, who you are and, and what you do? Sure, Cameron. I'm a Caribbean man who a man that believes in the Caribbean, believes in the power potential of the Caribbean, believes that we can truly be a great united Caribbean nation. And everything that I do every day is towards that. I really believe in the power of the Caribbean. In terms of my work, I am the owner and executive chairman of Mount Cinnamon Beach Resort. We are a award-winning, we're one of the uh, 30 best hotels in the Caribbean, uh, voted by Condé Nast. And uh, we're either usually number one, two, or three top hotel in Grenada, depending on how the TripAdvisor ratings uh, fluctuate. So that's been consistent for the last five years. We that, are that's a, amazing. a resort, and, uh, and, uh, but we are uh, very uh, eco-friendly as well, and we're very focused on personalized service and very focused on high-end, high-quality, vacations for everyone, including families. In fact, today we are launching our winter kids camp. And uh, we, have, we have so many children here, families here with children who are absolutely excited uh, about Grenada coming here and, and uh, vacationing here. And it's, 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 it's nice always to see couples, but when you see families traveling together, uh, that's something really, really special. Yeah, that's that's that definitely is is something that that's special. I know that even on on my end, I'm I'm looking to take a trip with my family soon. So, I totally agree uh, with you on that. Now, I know you've been. I mean, you've yeah, been in the, in the tourist. Come spend the night. Come spend the night with us as well and see what I'm talking about. Absolutely, that'll be fantastic. You cannot. The memories that you build traveling as a family cannot be replaced with anything else. Probably that you do in life. It's just so special. That I totally believe. And um, you've, you've been in the tourism industry for a while. And um, so I, I want to kind of take a look at where you started um, to get to where you are now. So now you are the executive chairman and owner of, of Mount Cinnamon Beach Resort. Um, but, but I'm pretty sure there was a journey to get to that place. Now, what was that journey like? Where did it start for you? And what was the journey like to get to that place of owning one of the leading um, resorts in the Caribbean? Well, you know, the journey is about hard work, perseverance, and, and determination. But most of all, it's about belief in self and belief in the product. And I have a strong belief in what we are offering here in Grenada. I think it is, it is absolutely unique. I think we are still punching way below our weight. I think we can uh, even be better. And every day uh, I'm going to work to try to make that happen. 
Um, for me personally, uh, I've been involved in many aspects of tourism, starting with uh, the development end, working with uh, as the lead on many development projects here in Grenada, including Port Louis, Marina, this uh, resort, Mount Cinnamon, the Royalton, uh, and others. So uh, that's where you know my involvement started with tourism as a as as a, on the development and as a developer. And uh, now uh, I do own a resort, and uh, I'm very pleased about what we're doing here. And uh, I think that this resort uh, will continue to uh, be a pillar of excellence. And uh, what we are aiming to do here is to improve it even more. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. For me, tourism has been for the last pretty much 10, 15 years has been something that I've been involved with. Also, as a service provider for tourism, my first company, actually, my first journey as an entrepreneur started with tourism. Uh, when I started my media and PR company, uh, all of my clients, all of them except one, was tourism related, whether it be cruise ship, uh, hotel, uh, developers, etc. So, and there are many other people like me right. who started uh, and their companies were built uh, on the backs of tourism. And I was not typically involved in tourism. I was not a hotelier or I wasn't a restauranter. I wasn't a somebody working in the tourism industry. But what I was, I was offering a media PR and marketing service. And the people who I got business from, 90% of them were tourism related businesses. Okay. And I, I, want, I want to touch on something because you mentioned, you know, when you started, your, most of your clients, while you were not directly involved in tourism, most of your clients were tourism. And, and, and um, that has spanned like over the last 10, 15 years, you're working in that space, yeah. right? No. Now, on the, on the, the last episode of, of Dropping Bars, um, one, one of the sentiments that was expressed by my guest, and I think you're the perfect person to ask this question, being uh, a man of tourism, one of the sentiments that was expressed was um, tourism is not a creator of, of wealth. Um, uh, especially for the Caribbean, we should not look to tourism as a means of creating wealth. Um, what are your thoughts on this sentiment? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? If, if yes, why? If no, why not? So many people look at tourism at, at a surface level and, and see tourism as a foreign uh, encroachment on the Caribbean, where we are then relegated to the lowest end positions lowest paying positions uh, with no hope of upward mobility. So if you, your view of tourism is that, that the tourism establishments are all foreign owned and that the only participation by the local uh, population are as entry level employees, then it is easy to say that and it is easy to say that people say that because generally because they don't understand tourism and it's no fault of theirs and it's no fault of any guest that you have to think that. But there is a something called a reality. And here's the reality. The, the reality is uh, from a, a macro level that the Caribbean has 
pretty much distinguished itself globally only really in three areas. One, West Indies cricket. We were the best in the world at one point. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to ever be there again. But uh, West Indies cricket, we were the best in the world at West Indies cricket, and, and, uh, and uh, nobody can deny that. Two, the reggae music industry, led by Bob Marley, best in the world uh, in that aspect, and, uh, and, uh, and, and that's something that you can't dispute with the legacy of Bob Marley and those who followed after him. Mm -hmm. Three, the, uh, the exploits mainly of the Jamaican sprinting um, sprinters and, and track athletes. I think Jamaica and some other parts of the Caribbean, including Grenada, recently joining that, uh, that list with the, with the achievements of Kirani James, uh, that we have been the best in the world in athletics, um, and, we, and that's put us on the global stage. Right. So we, we so reggae, uh, reggae, music, West Indies cricket, and our track athletes are the things that have uh, where we have dominated the rest of the world, been a global powerhouse, and we can say without a doubt we were the best, right? And I'm not just talking about a small com competition. I'm talking about globally. This is global. I'm talking about. We can't say that of many other things in the. The one business that we can say in the Caribbean that we are up there competing with the best of the best and doing as good as anyone else is tourism. The Caribbean, through its reputation, through its quality of life, and through the experience that we offer our visitors here, has distinguished itself as one of the best tourism destinations in the world. And it is, it is hard for us to look at any other business, large-scale business, there may be niches where we may be able to say that, but it is hard to see any other business in the Caribbean where we can say we are the best globally. And that, I, 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 you know, I hope that somebody proves me wrong and finds a large-scale large business where, and a large-scale industry, sorry, I'm not talking about uh, individual uh, business, mm -hmm scale industry in the Caribbean that we are the best globally but tourism we've been able to establish ourselves as a global powerhouse. What that has done is that it has done something where we haven't really seen in other uh, it has created a global Caribbean tourism brand. It has led to the formation of many great Caribbean businesses including places like Sandals um, and, and, and Sandals is a global brand um, and, uh, and, and uh, owned by Caribbean people. Um, but you also have, along with Sandals, a list of really world-class um, tourism establishments, hotels and restaurants owned by local Caribbean people that are competing as some of the best in the world as well, right? Correct. Um, and, 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 and what these uh, resorts and hotels and, and uh, other tourism establishments uh, do is that they create a, a, a serious multiplier effect like no other industry in the Caribbean has done. So I mentioned my own experience where I set up a PR firm 
and uh, and you know, ninety percent of my business was hospitality based, including right. and and tourism and hospitality and travel. That includes here in Grenada. That includes the St. George's University, which is a travel based industry, right? Right. Without without, without selling Grenada and uh, without the attributes of Grenada and without Grenada being a a friendly tourism uh, based uh, economy, the successes that they've had at St. George's University uh, would not be, uh, they would be, the, the university is a great university and, uh, and uh, it has done extremely well and, uh, and, and uh, no one can take that away from, from the accomplishments of St. George's University. But even that, in a sense, where people travel to be educated, that's called educational tourism. Right. So it's an aspect of tourism. So there is nothing Cameron, that I can see in the Caribbean as powerful as tourism, as a creator of businesses, not just large businesses, but small businesses. And so, and I looked, I, I, my uh, IT guy was here a, a, a few uh, days ago, and I said to him, because I knew I was on this, coming on this program, and I knew that that's one of the things you wanted to ask me about. And I said to him, roughly, how much of your business is tourism related? And he said 95% Barry, right? And that guy uh, is the same age as me, he's in his 40s. Uh, he's built his business uh, here in Grenada. And 95% of his clients are tourism-based clients, 95%. And this is so true of many other industries and things and, and in, in, in the region. Yeah, and that's... That's an interesting perspective, just to, not, not, not to cut you, um, because when you spoke about the multiplier effect, I, I, it, sometimes we think about tourism and we think strictly about, let's say, the hotels and so, but not realizing that there are other businesses that are built off the back of tourism that are not offering strictly tourism services, but they were built because of the demand for this service in the tourism industry. So that's an interesting point that you just made. It, it, it is absolute. This uh, this is not red wine or um, Campari. <laughs> this is sorry. Sorry, and, yes. And our chef, our chef, uh, just told me this morning. He said, "Barry, I'm buying all the sorrel that I can get because there's such a high demand for it uh, in in uh, and uh, with the guests and they, they, and these guys here are doing all kinds of things with sorrel, not just making it as a sorrel drink, mm -hmm. but they're now making uh, sorrel cocktails." Uh, including uh, sorrel uh, mimosas, where they where they're infusing, they're freezing the, the sorrel cubes, and uh, you get a cube of frozen sorrel, and they're topping it off with a little bit of champagne and uh, garnishing the glass, and it's absolute winner with with the guests, and they nice. love it because they, 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 you know they haven't had that anywhere else. Nice. So this tourism, Cameron, is the Caribbean's greatest export. And, 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 and you think about that, it's not a typical export where we are sending a product out, but what we are doing is we are sending marketing out, getting people excited about the region and getting them to come here to spend their money. So we are exporting our way of life. Mm -hmm. And what that does is that the, the impact of that, the effect of that is then People want to be part of that way of life. 
and uh, it's it, it that export is all about marketing uh, and uh, it's what you do a lot with with your own uh, business and many others where we market the Caribbean we market the way of life here the Caribbean traditions or culture uh, or food uh, or our people and we get people excited about it and then people say you know what I want to be part of that and it's the greatest export to the Caribbean. It's the most sustainable. It's the thing that uh, once we do not allow our way of life and our culture to be spoiled by uh, uh, crime and and uh, and uh, too many other social uh, ills, which are bad for the population anyway, mm-hmm. it's one of the most sustainable exports that we can have. So awesome! Thanks, thanks for saying that. Uh, and by the way, and by the way, and by the way. What tourism also does, it is creating the biggest market for our Caribbean agriculture, right? Right. Look at now, we are buying any kind, all the fish that we can get because it's such a high demand for fish. Any fisherman with fish and thing, we, you know, the hotels are buying fish. They don't want to import, guests don't want to eat salmon or trout. They want to eat mahi-mahi, barracuda, snapper that's what they want yes. they, they, they didn't come here to eat uh branzino and trout and, and those kinds of things they want to eat the fish and, and they want you know they want particularly the, the, the grenadian lobsters right and and they want to know because in some of these uh, guests that we have here when they sit in their restaurants in north america uh and this is a grenada example and you and the menu comes out and you look at the and they order the tuna the tuna is from Grenada, and it's okay. listed on the menu because we export uh, tuna uh, to the United States, uh, right? But they want to, when they're here, they want to eat it fresh from the source, where the, the waters where it comes from. So the Caribbean provides the biggest, uh, Caribbean tourism provides the biggest, one of the biggest markets for local products, local agricultural products. And it's the perfect marriage. And we should not be uh, saying that uh, tourism is competing with agriculture. They're complementary. They need each other. And any great tourism destination in the world is not just built on beaches or, uh, or uh, buildings or, 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 or even service. It's also built on food and agricultural products. You look at the, the, the great regions in France, Spain, uh, Italy, all those top tourism destinations, the food is a big part of the offering. And if the food is local, uh, it, 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 it means a lot more to the visitor. And in Grenada, we are unique in that uh, we have everything and uh, we have to use it. And we cannot uh, be in a position where we are saying that we are competing tourism versus agriculture. They are complementary. They work well with each other and we have to continue to have them work well with each other. And the best tourism products are the ones that, that understand the importance of agriculture and, and, and the, the, uh, the tourism, the agriculture people understand the importance of tourism. That's, that's, that's great. I like how you, how you synthesize that, that last piece there because this, I think this is a very important point to make. Now, uh, in your opinion, do you think that the tourism industry in the Caribbean has reached its fullest potential and if 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 no if no then what do you think 
we need to do in the Caribbean to, to get to that place where we are operating at our fullest potential? We have not even gotten near our full potential, Cameron. Right? Not even near. And let me give you an example why I say that. The Caribbean, uh, in spite of all the good, and you know, look at COVID. One of the one of the industries that's exploded after COVID is travel and tourism. Yes. Globally. We are benefiting from some of that in the Caribbean. Um, but when you look at the global share, market share of tourism, we are still in the Caribbean, we're vastly under uh, uh, 10% or less. There is an amazing opportunity now for us to grab market share from places in the world where Things are not going as well, and and, and, and we're not being uh, opportunistic. What we what we have to think of here is being business savvy. Right. We're not, we are not lamenting in the misfortunes of others, but we are seizing the opportunities that present themselves to us right now. And those opportunities in tourism, where there are places in the world which have become less desirable uh, than than they were before, we have to. Ensure that we seize that opportunity. There's a big, big opportunity for us in the in our source markets. There's still we think that people know us. People don't know us. Yeah. And and and, and as somebody that will, out of travel, Cameron, you know that when you are uh, in 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 where you are based in Canada, and you talk to people with the Caribbean or you talk to people of Grenada, they, I'm sure there's still many people who've never even heard of it. Right. Yes, you're right. But, but that comes through, that comes through. The Caribbean as a region has to uh, market, has to understand that these little islands marketing individually is not the best strategy. We have to market as a Caribbean destination, as, a, as one destination. Uh, we have to increase our global influence on the world. And uh, don't, don't forget the things that we have had global influence on the world in as West Indies cricket, reggae music, uh, Jamaican sprinting. Those are the things that stand out. When you say, do you know the Caribbean? Oh, Bob Marley. Oh, I yeah. know Usain Bolt. Uh, oh, um, somebody, for somebody who's, who is, who's much older. Oh, um, Vivian Richards and, and uh, Cigarfield Sobers. They're the things that stand out. They, they're not talking about, they are talking about that these are the things that we have really, oh, Kirani James, right? Because this is where we've been able then to capture the imagination of the world and be the best. So we have to tie, uh, we have to come together as a region and market one destination. We have got to use the things that have been winners for us to increase the global influence of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And then we've got to make it easier to get to the Caribbean by uh, increasing the uh, the number of flights and connections that come to the Caribbean. And one of the ways that uh, we can do that is to significantly reduce the, uh, the uh, taxes on, uh, on airline tickets, mm -hmm. uh, and, and especially in, with interregional travel. And I really believe that one of the things that the Caribbean has to do is to create a single landing space where, like Europe, if I land, land in France, I can travel anywhere in Europe. If right. I land, if I land in St. Lucia, 
I should be able to travel anywhere in the Caribbean without clearing immigration again. Just, you just go through customs, the local customs, mm -hmm. uh, uh, which is fine. But, but if we make it easier for people to travel the Caribbean by creating um, more, uh, more, by creating the environment which is enabling to interregional travel, so we have more people investing in interregional travel, one, and two, we make it easier on visitors to travel the Caribbean by eliminating uh, some of the hassle of travel, and we can do that through, uh, uh, you know, clearing one, one Caribbean space. We will, we will begin to uh, uh, have a, a growth in tourism that we haven't had before. And I really firmly believe that. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting concept because I know, for example, many people who go to Europe, I mean, I haven't been yet, uh, but the, outside of like the, the, um, England, but many people who go to Europe, they land in one space and they're able to go on like in this like long Euro trips passing through every country. So that's a, that's a very interesting concept that, yeah. that you just mentioned. And I mean, and I have had first-hand experience of people not knowing where Grenada is when I'm outside there. Like when I was in Mexico and I told my Mexican friends, I'm Grenadian, they're asking me, which part of Jamaica is that, you know? So it's, exactly. it's and then and then you have to kind of um, educate them on, 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 the, on the Caribbean and, and kind of break it down a little bit. So you're, you're definitely right. You mentioned Mexico, right? Let me show you an example. We talk about wealth creation. Mexico is 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 having amazing success in tourism. You you know why? Because Mexico is building not just its tourism product, or not has just not built its tourism product, but it has well developed ancillary services uh, around tourism. And let me explain that. We talk about no wealth from tourism, you ask the construction industry in Grenada, who is your biggest customer? It's tourism. Right. Right? You ask the architects, who are your biggest customers? The, the highest value customers. It's tourism and tourism related. In Mexico, uh, you know, we, we, we've done, I've done many, uh, a, a few different development projects, and sometimes those projects involve involves bids. You put a bid out, uh, a global bid, and you get the, the usual guys from Miami and New York bidding for architectural services, engineering, and that type of thing. But what you also are getting is very, very highly competent Mexican uh, builders, uh, 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 architects, um, uh, uh, people who can source and, and manufacture materials for construction, that type of thing. So they are benefiting from, and they realize that tourism creates what I call a connected economy, right. where, uh, where different parts of the economy benefit in and work into that tourism and that connected economy. Tourism doesn't just start when your hotel door opens. Tourism starts from the minute uh, a local or foreign investor decides to build a hotel, he has to have uh, quantity surveying services. That's an opportunity for entrepreneurship. He has to have construction services. That's an uh, opportunity for entrepreneurship. He has to have architectural services. That's an opportunity for entrepreneurship. He has to have engineering services. That's an opportunity for uh, entrepreneurship. Then he has to have all of the uh, interior design and ex landscaping and all of that 
all of that is tourism and tourism related. So from when your hotel is built, you have dealt with many different entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, and then when you open, then you start dealing with another set of entrepreneurs. Right. Okay. So um, great. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad you, 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 highlight, you highlighted that piece because the, the truth is, again, even, even, even from my end, and, and I've worked in tourism, really thinking about the, the, the ancillary services, you know, that, that, that are built, businesses that are built, um, that may not be directly tourism businesses, but they, because of tourism, they're built and they're offering services to the tourism industry is, is, is really a great, a great point um, to, to, to bring out. Now, um, let's, if, if, let's say there are, and I know, for example, in, 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 in Tam CC, there is a, a tourism program I know um, UWE has its its um, tourism bachelors or some also in in, in tourism. Uh, I think SGU is doing some um, tourism studies now. So I, I'm seeing like a lot of the, the the schools and universities in the Caribbean are are now having whether it's uh, an entire degree in tourism management or courses um, in in tourism. Um, what 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 advice or what message can you give to like young people? Who are interested in in the tourism industry? Well, I would say get, dive right in and learn as much as possible. One of the things that I would encourage people in the industry to do is uh, one, learn different languages, and two, learn different skills. If you can, because all of these skills can be marketable. You can create your own uh, sphere of, of entrepreneurship and, and offer many different services. Uh, you, so, if you are a good chef. And you can play the guitar, you can speak another language, uh, you can market yourself, not just your chef skills, but your translation skills and your entertainment skills uh, as well. Uh, so learn as much as you can. Um, to the people who are in the digital economy, I would say really understand what you're doing. Uh, there are too many people who are just trying to uh, could uh, post things and and uh, be on social media without uh, and 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 can run you notice better than I do uh, without uh, so people come to market themselves uh, that they can provide social media uh, consulting and uh, but it's not just about posting pretty pictures. Correct. Uh, so you've got to understand. That there's a whole back end behind that, you got to understand. And there's an enormous potential for persons, even with the advent of the metaverse, which will add a number of add-ons to the tourism product, where you can uh, create a lot of guest awareness uh, through technology and, and enhance guest experience. For instance, let me give an example. Uh, we have a uh, you know our, the way our property. Part of our property is located, part of it is in a hillside um, on the beach. There's, there's a hillside going up to, to the beach, and we have a golf cart service uh, that guests can hop on and hop off. And one of the things that we've, that we've uh, just spoken to my technology people about is setting up a, uh, and they're busy working on it now. And we want a little, uh, as part of our app, a golf cart app, as, a, as an embed in the app, where you can track where the golf cart is, and it's like a it's like a local Uber from Mount Cinnamon. Right. Where you call the golf cart uh, wherever it is, 
just by, you know, Ubering it, call it, hitting it. Uh, yeah. You can find out where it is and how many minutes it's going to take to get uh, to you. Those are the kinds of innovations, you know. When you go on the beach and you have a, say you have a metaverse environment and you uh, can, on your phone, you can get information about not just, you pull up your phone, you're on Grand Island's Beach, you pull up your, your, your phone and you're, you're somebody needs to uh, create an experience where you just tap on something and you can not just uh, see, oh, this is Grand Island's Beach, but you can learn a little bit about the, uh, about the aquatic life um, um, and a little bit about the history of the area, the tides, the, the, those are the kinds of things that people, so this digital, um, the, the growth in digital technology presents itself uh, significant uh, opportunities for entrepreneurship, particularly youth entrepreneurship in this field. And, and uh, it's good to see that the government here is, is, uh, is created here in Grenada, is creating a um, a creative uh, economy strategy uh, because this is going to and and they're, I'm telling you that their biggest customer is going to be uh, tourism and, yeah. and some of the services that we are um, because one of the things that I've done came on as well um, myself and and uh, and uh, my partner uh, in this particular venture Danny Fakery. Danny and I've created the West Indies School of Hospitality. We're, we're every year, and we've, we've, the school's been open now for just about a year, and we've done over a thousand, close to 1,500 scholarships in tourism. We have a partnership with Cornell University, through eCornell, and we are educating the tourism population here, the tourism uh, workforce here, and that is having tremendous success. So we've already uh, close to 1,500 scholarships that people have uh, been able to get Cornell certification. These people are using these skills to better themselves, to market themselves better, and to get better job opportunities and, and uh, give a better experience. And uh, in the next six weeks, we are launching our partnership with the Culinary Institute of America, uh, where we will be doing that same thing uh, in culinary. And every time you create a chef, you create an entrepreneur because that person then has the ability to run or operate a restaurant. Um, so there's still, a, 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 a in terms of education, I would advise people to learn as much. There's some areas that are really lacking. Uh, in, in, you know, you can't get food and beverage managers uh, because they're just, they're just so hard to find. Uh, it is hard to get uh, persons who who are uh, skilled uh, Caribbean general managers, um, and I would advise people to look at that. Not just go, don't just go and do a tourism degree, do a general manager's program um, because it's specific to the industry. Um, you know, learn different languages, learn to play an instrument, uh, do the technology, but do it in a way that. It, 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 it will connect to business and, and enhance business, not just about what you think is good, it's what about is good for the business and what will sell. So yeah, those are the things that I would, I would advise, but the main thing is get as much education and experience as possible and just be a nice, pleasant person because the industry at the end of the day is about, uh, uh, is about selling yourself and your personality, work on your personality, 
so that you're not grumpy and miserable all the time because then nobody wants to be around you. Right. You're just miserable. You complain about everything. I look at some, you know, I look at social media sometimes and I think to myself, you know, it would be nice if sometimes people post positive things because, you know, you look at it, somebody posts something negative, uh, whether it is in, in any or somebody makes a mistake, uh, somebody is supporting the wrong uh, group or political party and there's a storm of abuse. Yeah. I'd like to see us reverse that as human beings uh, to say a storm of when people are uh, do good uh, or people are down, you encourage them. Uh, but I, the, this bully mentality that is coming, that has crept in, is, I think is making us not as nice uh, people as we were. Uh, and is having an impact, I think, on our society where, where we, are, we believe that we must resolve everything through conflict and fights. And, uh, and I'd like to see it go the other way, where we're nicer to each other, kinder to each other, gentler human beings, more respectful and tolerant, and understanding that we are one Caribbean with one collective future. No, and, and, and thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I, I really hope that the people listening, especially our young people, can really um, um, take that and internalize it and, and really understand what you're saying. And you spoke about the languages part. And I can tell you, I have first-hand experience of where that really worked for me. I remember when I moved to Canada, when I moved to Canada the first time, that's before I, I moved back to Grenada. I, one of the, in, in the first job that I, that I had here, I kid you not, on the second day, when, when the bosses discovered that I spoke fluent Spanish, on the second day of the job, I got a raise, just like I did with Spanish clients. And then three months later, I was promoted to a supervisor, simply because um, they were missing a, 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 a supervisor for the Spanish clients. That's it. They didn't look yeah. at my education. I mean, I had my degree and everything. But they didn't look at my education. They didn't look at anything. Just the fact that I spoke fluent Spanish—that that was it. So, so definitely, um, I, I I totally agree with 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 that that piece of what you're saying. And one of the last things that that you mentioned is kind of using the the, the, the use of technology and especially the digital digital side of things. And 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 that's where I mean that's 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 the field that that I'm in digital. So I'm, I'm always I'm always happy whenever whenever I see people like yourself that are. Um, encouraging the use of, of digital within within industries like tourism and, and any other and any other industry because I think that that is very important. Um, the, 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 the topic of my last my last interview was digital transformation, which 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 I think you know is is, is a big thing thing right now. So so thank you for for mentioning that. So um, we've come to we will be in tourism the biggest customer for digital transformation, and I I, I do not dispute that. Like to implement uh, smart TV and smart technology uh, in all of my rooms, and I, and I'd love to find a Caribbean company or Grenadian company that does that kind of thing. And and uh, but uh, but so so it's okay to learn it and talk about it, but the people who actually are going to buy the technology, you know, ninety percent of them are going to be tourism-related services uh, businesses. So we are a perfect customer for that type of thing because we're always uh, looking for enhancements. Yeah. So, you know, I would encourage people to learn a lot more, you know, instead of wasting time, you know, being, you know, we, the other thing that I worry about is we waste so much time on social media, scrolling mm -hmm. through 
we, we are reading more and learning less. And, uh, and uh, you know, instead of, you know, dedicate some of the time that you would spend on Facebook, spend it on Coursera or, or, um, or, or Rosetta Stone, you know, actually learning something. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you on that. And I one, one of my worry, if I'm being honest, and I actually made a video about that yesterday and I posted it yesterday. One of my worries is, especially for the young people, that the things that they're posting now will come back and haunt them in the future. Because um, people are not thinking about, you know, their careers. People are not thinking about maybe they might want to, they might be in secondary school and they might want to get a scholarship uh, somewhere in the future. And then universities might reject them or, or a job might might look at the things that they're posting and say okay well this person what they're doing does that align with the value and the culture of my organization so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna accept them so the time that we sp- we spend so much time on social media that we can that we can get involved in doing the wrong thing that can destroy or hamper our our, our potential and our careers in the future and that's one of the things that I, I literally made a video about that just yesterday just admonishing the young people of the caribbean on their social media use saying that i mean i'm really a big advocate of free speech and people should be able to express themselves but i'm just saying that i think that we need to uh look at you know everybody needs to you know everybody has to figure out their own life out for themselves but my worry is that some of the time just the amount of time wasted on social media that could be spent uh learning something or doing something meaningful you know a post of social media posted you know, actually going and helping somebody or creating something or doing something. You, you post something on social media and you, you know, I don't know that that, how much uh, help that is uh, to, to, to your uh, neighborhood, to your family, to your country, or to, or to the world, you know. But I'm not saying that people shouldn't be on it. I just, con- I'm concerned that what we're doing on it, mm-hmm. how much time we're spending on it. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I get you there. Okay, great. So um, thank you again, Mr. Barry Collimo, for coming on to Dropping Bars today and having a discussion with me. Uh, we've come to the end of our discussion, and thank you everyone for tuning in to another week of Dropping Bars. And I will see you next week for another episode when we'll have another great conversation. So, Mr. Barry Collimo. Uh, Executive Chairman of Monk Cinnamon Beach Resort. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on Dropping Bars today. Thank you, Cameron, and I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Bye.